Over 30 years of serving the Arizona homeowner. 13 years in a row ranking Arizona's best referral network. RosieOnTheHouse.com Protecting you, informing you, and educating you. It's Rosie on the House. Look at him clouds. Oh, yeah. Thank you for joining Rosie on the House. Every Arizona homeowner's happy place right here on your radio. Now, we're here to inform you, protect you, entertain you on each and every topic having to do with the maintenance, repair, or remodeling of your house, home, castle, or cabin. Rosie on the House voted Arizona's number one homeowner resource and contractor referral directory for 14 years running. Don't even think about touching your house until you touch base with us at Rosie on the House. And we're here for you now. And the way you do that is simply pick up your phone and give us a ring. It's toll free wherever you are in Arizona. one 767 4348 rosie4u r-o-s-i-e the number four and the letter u allow us the privilege of putting our 48 years of building and remodeling homes in arizona to work for you one 767 4348 whether you're a newcomer to arizona or you've been here your whole life Wherever you are in Arizona, and whatever you're trying to do, chances are I've been there and tried it a time or two, so let me see if I can't help you out just a little bit. And if I haven't tried it or I haven't been there, I assure you, I know someone who has, and I'll put you in touch with him. Here in Arizona since 1966, proud to call it my second home and uh, loving it more and more. I, I do have kind of a, a bittersweet note to start the show with, Romy. Uh, global news that's going to drive more people to Arizona. Hmm. Huh. You know, in 1966, 67, when Arizona had one and a half million people, it was really a good, it was really a nice place. <laughs> you kind of had the whole state to yourself. You could pick a dirt road and go set up a tent and not see anybody for three or four days. But uh, we're having to deal with a lot. That's hard to do. We're it's hard to find that dirt road right now. That's for sure. But the uh, let's just call it the uh, green energy revolution the war on fossil fuels they're predicting through the midwest and north america heating bills this summer will be up 20 to 40 percent our family in europe is projecting heating prices this winter to go up 50 to 80 percent so you think that's going to send them down here? What's that that's, just going to do to the cooling bill in that, the summer down well, here? That's that's just it's just well, the two different two different topics. But uh, what they're doing to declare war on fossil fuels and how much harder it is to and more expensive and and uh, scarce the fuel is becoming, uh, we're going to see people 
busting their budgets, trying to keep their homes warm. And the Sun Belt is going, uh, I'll bet you the surge in Arizona highway subscriptions goes up 20% this winter. So just one more reason we need to protect what we've got here in the great state of Arizona, because that is, that is global news that is going to be driving uh, the real estate market in the Sun Belt region for another generation. So I won't live to see it, but Arizona will hit 20 million people. So we're here for you. Where, whenever you got here or whatever you're trying to do, if you have a question about your house, home, castle, or cabin, give us a ring, one 767 With the storm coming in, I would encourage y'all, if, if you had a little bitty leak in the last rain, this might be a good time for you to get familiar with Rosie on the House YouTube channel. We have cut just recently some videos on the science of tarping your roof. And we would not encourage a homeowner to get up on a roof if they're not comfortable with ladders. Ladders do cause more trips to the emergency room than any other tool you have on your property. Be careful. But there are new videos on the YouTube at Rosie on the House that will show you professionals, tricks and tips of how to put a tarp on. Because once you've got the tarp on, your biggest enemy is the wind. And so how do you apply it? Where do you apply it? And how do you keep it secure for the duration of the storm? Again, that's Rosie on the House, the YouTube. And uh, while you're there, go ahead and subscribe. We're actually cutting new videos monthly. And as a subscriber, you'll be hit with those new videos as they are posted. We'll be cutting one more this following week on how to, po how to tarp and prepare a flat roof. So go ahead and try, try us out. That's one more way we're reaching out to try and help you, the Arizona homeowner. We've been covering do-it-yourself topics pretty much for the month of October. Last week, we answered the question, why is it hard for a homeowner to find a professional to come install products the homeowner has already bought and have sitting in the garage. So if you have questions about that, just go to our website, find our podcast for last week's show, and I will explain it to you from beginning to end. And the week before that, or it might have been the week before that now at this point, we talked about... I'm trying to put a... You know... The expectation for a contractor to come do something for you for free, or it's your buddy, and he should, you should get a, a fair price. I mean, what other industry do you go to them expecting? Like, do you ever go to the dentist with your own tools and be like, hey, I bought these dentist tools. Now I should be able to get a cheaper tooth job. <laughs> hey, do, you, do you ever go to the for a dealership and say, hey, I bought all these nuts and bolts. Will you put will you put this truck together for me now for cheaper? <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about the contracting industry that people just think I should be able to get it done for cheaper for less because I know somebody in it. It doesn't make the product any cheaper. It doesn't make his time any cheaper. 
uh, doesn't make his experience any cheaper. It's like Abraham Lincoln said about being an attorney. What I have in my head is my proprietary information. (laughs) 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 It's my experience and my work in the trade that makes it worth uh, getting paid. So, but we're talking do it yourself. And, and Romy, that was a part of the conversation I had last week about why it's sometimes hard to get a professional tradesperson uh, at your home to install a product they're not providing. I'm not going to go over it again. It's all covered last week. This week, I want to talk about do-it-yourself projects you do want to try and tackle and a few maybe that you don't want to try and tackle. But, Romy, we've got calls loading up. Why don't we take our first call before we go to break? You call it. Which one you want to take? Well, I don't know the name, uh, but a question on line one about new windows, fiberglass. Okay. were just installed. Good morning. Welcome to the program. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Nice to be on the house. <laughs> All right. Pleasure to have you. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. And what, what's your project? When, okay. No, I had some windows installed. And I actually had fiberglass, and I had to do aluminum for arch windows because the price of fiberglass in an arch shape was very prohibitive. Okay. (laughs) But um, insulation's done. I had asked during the final walkthrough about caulking. Um, I have a stucco house. They did stucco cut out. They repaired the stucco. It looks really sharp. It looks good. But my question was, there's no caulking? on the windows maybe it's not necessary anymore well has has the stucco been painted the stucco has not been painted Uh, that that's usually the painter's job to finish that okay so once it gets painted then it should be caulked well no in the prep work they'll caulk it with a paintable caulk uh exterior and that'll tie the frame of the window together with the stucco and then they'll paint over it so you shouldn't be able to see it it'll be underneath the paint line itself so so right now that they replaced the window the stucco was done and the the stucco so it's 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 like supposed to be the next step is supposed to be painting okay so who would do this Stucco caulk, the painters? Well, I would, right. I, uh, probably. And I would talk to the window installer you contracted with. And let me, let me just share some insight. The, the window installer, when they came in and replaced the windows, the fact that they cut the stucco out around the window and re, probably reflashed that whole area makes the caulking a second or third level of protection. We, at, 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 at my remodeling company for the last 35 years, I've told everybody, look, caulking is the last option. You want to make sure the way you've put the product together, it's waterproof. The caulk is just to keep all the water outside of the bathtub surround, outside of the stucco. But if it's done right, so... You check with your window installer, you check with the painter, and find out who's going to do it. Are these a dark fiberglass frame? Yeah, I have black fiberglass okay. and dark bronze aluminum. Good. And then I don't imagine that your stucco is dark bronze or black. 
No, yeah, the, okay. the, the house has to be painted, yeah. and the stucco is just, I guess it's just the stucco. Kind of a desert beige, probably, of some type, or off-white. They kind of made it a gray. I didn't even know if it, I, I mean, it's supposed to be painted, so okay. I didn't, like, well, select the color you, or anything. It looks dark gray. Okay, well, talk talk to your window contractor that installed it about when or how it's going to get caulked. It should get caulked. Um Check it out. And, and I'm, I'm sure, like Romy says, the painter is probably the one that's going to want to take care of that. Yeah, and, and it's not, it shouldn't be your protective layer like Rosie said. In fact, the, the, uh, if you really want to test and see how good the Craftsman was, the, the least amount of caulk, the less amount of caulk you can see, the better the install was. The yeah. bigger the blob, the bigger the slob. Beautiful Arizona Saturday morning to you all. If you'd like to join the conversation, one 767 4348 one rosie for you. Text questions can be sent to 411-923, or you can email info at rosieonthehouse.com to join the conversation. Caller couldn't hold, wanted to know if he should turn the water off before going on a 17-day vacation. I would just ask, what uh, what's your landscape situation? If you're worried about anything, I would shut the water heater off. Um, and we do have water sensors that you, you, we do sell for that specific reason. 17 days, you're probably going to be okay in most uh, applications, I would say, to shut the entire water off, especially with the moisture we'll likely get today. Um, but that, I mean, that, that's the first thing you want to do. And that's a, an obvious sign that somebody's not there is when all the plants start getting uh, wilty. And we do have an article on our website under seasonal, one about what to do if you're leaving the summer and one about what you're doing if you're leaving the winter. So how to how to manage your home in extended stays, because one thing you wouldn't want to do is leave the water off for more than two weeks because all the water and the pee traps of your plumbing fixtures, your toilets, sinks, showers, when that water evaporates, all that methane gas is going to start backdrafting into your home. So you're going to come home to a really stinky home. So you want to make sure you keep those full. And they don't like us to tell people to pour vodka in there because it doesn't evaporate. I don't know why. They just, I guess they like it processed through the human before work, they get work, it. Worked for grandpa. Down in the, in, the, <laughs> in the treatment plant. But that that is an option. I don't know how they'd ever prove it was yours. But I think antifreeze is the one that they really don't they like. Really I think vodka like might be okay. You're right about that. You just that. have to go get a bunch of the, the the Costco cheap jugs and just fill each pea trap with it so you don't get the evaporation mm. rate. Let's get to Susan next on the line. Welcome to the program. How may we help you? Hi, good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. What a beautiful, beautiful, what a beautiful Saturday. Amen. So, um, and I can go long, so I'm going to try to so hard to keep this short. Okay. The last storm we had, we had 62 miles uh, an hour winds, and my chimney got loose and was rocking. Um, so the cap is askew. I've had three people come over that say they can't help us. We called our insurance company to be proactive, uh, that we want to fix it, but I can't find anyone to fix this rocking chimney. And this rocking chimney, is it 
a masonry fireplace or is it a metal box with a frame and stucco chimney? Okay, so the house was built in 1990. Um, as I remember them building it, it, it's wood with stucco around okay. and it's got the, the metal pipe that comes up. Okay. So what's, the middle of it. so what's loose is sense? it does. So what's loose is all the flashing and the cap and the spark arrestor that's up on the very top. Correct. Okay. Well, this is easy. You're going to be glad you called. And you are in Glendale, and so is Arizona Chimney and Ducks. Rosie certified. Miss Becky. They are at 602-439-3218. And that would be my first call. And if for some reason it's beyond structural or it's beyond aesthetic and it's more structural, well, there's other uh, partners we can go to after that, you know, coming to mind. And we've got TWD on the west side for a general contractor. Arizona Foundation Solutions specializes in, you know, very unique structural issues. But it sounds like what we're dealing with is mainly just, uh, you know, the, the parts and pieces on top that are there to keep the birds out and, you know, meet code. So Arizona chimney she, Arizona chimney and ducks should be able to knock this one out for you. Real easy. You're going to be glad you called. Thanks a million, Susie. And like you say, it's a beautiful Arizona Saturday morning, and we just made your day more beautiful than it was. And That's, we don't get those. what we do here at Rosie on the House. We don't get those 62-mile-an-hour uh, wind days very often here in Arizona. But we, we – possibly could today arizona weather force says what we're getting today is similar to the upper level system that moved in in 2019 and we could experience hail and tornado i've seen projections of a half inch of moisture to an inch in the metro phoenix area with some parts of the states expecting three inches now, a three inch rain is going to be a flash flood where wherever it occurs in arizona three inches is going to be a flash flood. So uh, this could be an interesting weekend. Everybody batten down the hatches. Stay safe. And we're going to bottom of the hour news break. As you can tell by the music, we've got callers lining up, and you can too. The number is one 767 4348 We'll also be covering our article today, Do-It-Yourself Projects. Projects you can tackle, projects you shouldn't tackle around your home, castle, or cabin. Sanderson Ford is not afraid to say no, as in no hassle, no pressure, no nonsense sales experience, no added markup. They also like to say yes a lot. Yes, over hundreds of vehicles in stock with more arriving daily. Yes, to helping you order your new Ford the way you want it with no deposit. Yes, to high trade-in allowance. Yes, to being America's most awarded Ford dealership for customer satisfaction. And yes, to giving back to our community. You can help Sanderson Ford fill the shelves at St. Ferry St. Mary's Food Bank by their Feel Good Friday. Just bring 10 cans of food down to the State Fair between noon and 6 for free entry. And I was talking to Max about it. They're expecting to beat their record from last year. So just continue to uh, help as part of their Operation Santa Claus kicking off here with Sanderson Ford. Awesome. If car buying's on your to-do, got to be today. Sanderson Ford never open on Sunday. 
We went out talking a little bit about this pending storm we're expecting to see this weekend pretty much hit us statewide. I saw an interesting news alert uh, from the public information officer at SRP. And even though this monsoon didn't give us quite the amount of moisture they were predicting last spring, it came in fits much harder and aggressively. It caused a lot of damage this year. Where SRP will typically, in a monsoon, over the course of months, have about 120 distribution poles broke, cracked, needing replacement or repair. In one storm this summer in July, they lost 173 in one night. <laughs> it was probably all in the same area, too. Uh, yeah, 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 Just yeah. Some, a real hard sell hit somewhere. Where there was a line of them that just little toothpicks. But but I did kind of notice that that when we got an event this monsoon, it tended to be a little bit more aggressive than even they usually are. Uh, the, all those power lines that went down on Beeline Highway, I think that may have been that storm. I mean, oh what a what a humdinger! So, like you say, we we define monsoon now by the calendar not by atmospheric conditions. We're going to see a pretty good rain event this weekend that would have greatly enhanced the total rainfall recorded during the monsoon that won't be just because it's falling a couple days late. But it's going to be a great event. Let's see if we can go to the phone. We've got a lot to cover. I want to talk about do-it-yourself projects you can and should try and do-it-yourself projects you probably shouldn't try. But right now, we've got Larson on the line. Hey, Rosie, thanks for taking the call. Yeah, you um, bet, man. I've, hey, I've got a quick question for you, and it kind of has to do with the rain that we're getting today. I, I, uh, I usually plant my winter grass right about this time of year. Actually, I usually do it about a week ago. And to start, I, I, I cut off water for about a month to get the, the summer grass down and, and nice and, and dormant before I plant my winter grass. But we, it seems like, and I'm out in Queen Creek, but it seems like, Every week for the past month, we've gotten consistent rain, and I can't, I can't seem to get my grass to to go dormant. It's still, I mean, well, it's I've, still almost as green as it was. That's okay. When I stopped watering it, I'm like, that's okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> a, don't, don't, don't calendar overseeding as to whether or not your Bermuda is still green or not. Just cut it very, very short, and the the winter, the colder weather will discourage it from being quite as alive as it seems to be right now. But I would, and I'm actually, it's on my calendar for this afternoon if I don't get rained out. I've got a little yard right outside my kitchen that I oversee. And I've, 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 I, I want to tell you, I am following City of Scottsdale guidelines. I'm down from overseeding 4,000 square feet a yard to 360 square feet. So... They're trying to encourage us not to overseed. If you are, go ahead, cut your Bermuda as short as you can, and go ahead, plant your seed, give it some soil cover, and as we see cooler weather coming in, that rye will take seed. Once it takes seed, that Bermuda will go more and more dormant in the cooler weather, and it'll kind of take care of itself. I wouldn't cut water to my Bermuda 
in trying to discourage it and 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 take it down. Um, I just I keep it healthy, but I just mow it shorter and shorter and shorter. And it seems to work very well. Larson, we appreciate the call. Uh, good luck out there in Queen Creek getting that winter lawn in. I was reviewing some studies on uh, why City of Scottsdale is asking people not to overseed. And um, do you know that 90% of the residential consumption of water from the Colorado Upper Basin is for one thing? Anyway, that was a. There's a hot mic, guys. We can hear you talking. <laughs> That's what we're trying to say. Oh, sorry, 90. we're playing cards here. <laughs> Not, I saw a statistic that said 90% of the water coming from the Colorado River Upper Basin goes for one thing. Watering grass. <laughs> Is that an incredible statistic? Well, I, I you have to look at what we're growing what they mean by grass. Well, that's true, too. That's uh, true, too. I mean, yeah, a lot of agriculture there. Most a lot of that's ag, uh, alfalfa for... I'd like to know. I'm going to go to who, I'm gonna go to who quoted that statistic and see what I can find out. But no, I've, the, the alfalfa I've jumped completely project. on board. I've jumped completely on board about reducing my overseed. I'm, I've cut out 1,000 square feet of tiff. I'm down to 1,500 from 4,000 square feet. Got rid of all that. Worked with City of Scottsdale to get that through water rebate program. And now I'm only overseeding an area, a little bitty area right outside the kitchen window. And that's it. Yeah. The alfalfa project is on a mission to change. I think, and I'm, I'm trying to scroll and, uh, and find the information uh, real time. But if I remember right, it's like 235,000 acres of alfalfa. If they could convert it to sub drip irrigation, it would save, the volume of water that we're missing out of our reservoirs in Mead and Powell. Uh, But there's a lot of issues with it, the cost to install it, not all the soils that we grow it on uh, are conducive to sub-drip irrigation, and uh, and, and, and then the water pressure that's available. So it's it's a big infrastructure cost to converting to it, but definitely I think it's a much better solution than – you know, paying farmers to not farm and not having, you know, our reliable food supply. Ingenuity is always the better answer. (laughs) They they say grass, but it's not our lawn grass. That's, that's the problem. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to dig more into that. And not that alfalfa is a problem. We need it. We do need it. We absolutely do need it. We're talking about do-it-yourself projects, generally the month of October. Our lines are open. We do have one caller getting screened right now, one 767 4348 We're talking about do-it-yourself projects you can tackle and projects you shouldn't tackle. And this is a printed article that you can find on our website, but I'm going to cover it just real quick. We break it down by categories. Do-it-yourself projects by plumbing, by heating, venting, and air conditioning, by electrical, and by furniture care, the four categories of do-it-yourself projects, things you could tackle and things you you shouldn't try. And under the plumbing category, we talk about the proper way, and you need to know this with the holiday coming, because the toilets never, ever plug until your mother-in-law and all your relatives are at the house, and it's a, a holiday feast. That, that's when the toilets back up. So you want to have the right kind of plumber 
and the right kind of plunger and the right kind of knowledge on how to do it. And people buy the simple 99 or 79 cent or $1.99 plunger that is simple, a, a simple cup. It's just a half of a ball put on the end of a stick and they stick it down at the bottom of the toilet. And that I would tell you to go ahead and spend the extra money for a supreme plunger, okay? The ones that actually have an extension, not just the half circle, but then the throated export port that goes down farther into the toilet itself. When that seats, you do not have to push and push and push until you're splashing water all out over your arms and your face and the floor. With the right type of plunger, you simply put it to the bottom of the toilet and push a gentle motion. It is hundreds of pounds of pressure being exerted at that point. There's no place for that air to go other than down the toilet. Invest in a better plunger and go at it easy, easy. You're going to make a lot less mess and you're going to have a much better job clearing that particular plug. Okay, so be prepared. That's just preparation one of getting ready for the Thanksgiving family feast at your house. Let's see if we can go to Stacy, who's been waiting on hold, and that will open a line for you at one 767 4348 Good morning, Stacy. Good morning, dear. How are you doing this morning? Good, good. Super well. Super fantabulous. Oh, that's awesome. And I just want you to know, side note, that I listen to your show every Saturday when I go to work at Amazon and Tempe. I love your show. I just love listening. I'm not too much of a do-it-yourself person, but I just, you, you are very entertaining and informative. Well, thank you for the kind words, Miss Stacy. Oh, okay, I have a complicated issue. I don't even know if we have time to go over it right okay. now. Okay. Um, I, I hired a contractor, okay, to do, I did an equity loan. Out okay. of my house. Okay. Uh, it's paid off in South Chandler. And I paid him $22,500 to do the inside and outside renovation. My house is about 18, 19 years old. Okay. And he did a lot of work. Right. We signed a contract. He came in June, was doing what he was supposed to do or trying to. And then it kind of trickled down to two days at an hour at a time and then never showing up at all. And then, you know, keep putting me off. Still talking to me, not just abandoned it, but wasn't coming like he should and wasn't doing anything. Um, the job is horrible, and and he's like I said, he stopped showing up. So I called the ROC, registered contractors. I followed like I was supposed to. The guy Good. came out, gave the decision. It was in my favor. Everything I put down, you know, on the application to come look at was deemed horrible job, never finished. Oh, my goodness. And then, yes, yeah, there but the worst news was about to come at the end of the report. I found out that he was a minor contractor and he was never supposed to bid um, over $5,000. Oh, okay. So he wasn't licensed. All right. He, now, was, he wasn't, yeah. he was not properly licensed. Um, okay. Um, Stacy, you're in a mess. Um, you're a regular listener of the show. I'm going to reward you for your loyalty. I'm going to call you. And let me come out and look the thing over and kind of coach you step by step on how we can try and get this to be made right for you. Hiring a licensed contractor is going to buy you some protection. But because he wasn't properly licensed, 
Uh, a lot of times, Stacy, if I just call the contractor and have a little visit with them, it kind of works as like a little slap up wake. Uh, and and sometimes in 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 my history over the last thirty five years, that's all it's taken to get the guy's attention or the gal's attention to get this wrapped up. So I've got your name, I've got your number. Um, I'm going to reward your loyalty for listening to the show every Saturday while you work at Amazon, and uh, I'll come out there and take a look at it and see if we can't get you back on track. All right, so we've talked about projects you shouldn't do yourself. Uh, and using the wrong plunger on a plugged-up toilet is one you should not do. But using the right plunger is one you could do. When we get back, we'll talk a little bit about air conditioning. I'll tell you one project a lot of people are talking about this particular summer is a lot of people have been reaching out to us about, can I build a backyard gazebo? Is that a do-it-yourself project? It's been a pretty nice summer, by my recollection, compared to the last 60 that I've been here. It was a mild summer. So let's talk about backyard gazebos and other do-it-yourself projects you shouldn't tackle when we get back. Yeah, that sounds good. I got two great texts this week. One from a listener who uh, had the mission of going to watch football games at different Southeastern Conference stadiums. And he wanted to go into Baton Rouge last weekend and watch LSU Tennessee. Sorry that game wasn't a little better for you there, bud. <laughs> that one hurt. That one, uh, that one still hurts. But he did write back and say what a great time he had visiting Baton Rouge. And then I had actually an employee that was going to New Orleans for the first time. And I gave them a list and agenda of things to do. I've been getting updates almost daily about how much fun they're having in New Orleans. If you've never been to New Orleans and you want to go, I will tell you this. The World War II Museum is worth the trip alone, okay? Uh, stay at the Higgins Hilton right across the street from the museum. Uh, and you can eat at the uh, Rosie the Riveter uh, Cafe on the rooftop. And... Uh, but my employee said, you know, this really isn't our kind of thing. She's there with her sister. and um, But we went, because uh, you recommended it so regular, highly, and we were there all day. Easy Could, to do. Couldn't leave. And it is that kind of a museum. It is a world-class museum, the World War II Museum in New Orleans. And then you know what she did? Then she sent a picture of our favorite dining room. And and yes, and then a picture of a muffaletta that she was getting ready to. Oh, oh I man. hope she got it at Central Grocery. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, that's, man. that's where we told her to go. Uh, but my favorite dining experience in the entire city of New Orleans is at a restaurant called Arno's. And it is the back room. They call it the jazz room. And there is always a three-piece jazz playing, not so loud that you can't visit, but just to set the ambiance. And then I order three platters of the Arno oyster samplers. <laughs> well, all that said, if you don't have time to go to New Orleans, you could run over to the Butterfly Wonderland this afternoon until uh, 5 o'clock today and tomorrow. 
from 9 to noon, and you could buy yourself some pollinator plants. They have a huge sale on plants that will attract butterflies. Just what uh, we were talking about in the That's right. She called because she was okay. listening. And then, right. So they're sponsored by Savannah Nursery from Tucson. And um, she has specific plants to, to attract specific butterflies, including um, desert milkweed, to get the monarchs in your yard. Oh, so that's that's worth it. There. That's worth it right there. It's raining now. Just to bring the monitor. You can you can plant later. And here, here for anyone comes. that's not familiar with it, where is Butterfly Wonderland? That's on the 101 uh, in Indian Talking Bend, stick. basically. Yeah, Talking right stick there. area, Talking that stick. whole entertainment district. Uh, there's an aquarium there. There's and right next to that is the butterfly. Uh, museum, or what do they call it? Butterfly Wonderland. And it's just beautiful. You can go there and look at all kinds of butterflies, but they're actually having the sale on these plants now, today. Jennifer and I went on a desert ride Monday on the horses, and we were covered up in butterflies. There, there were thousands of them out there on the desert. It was gorgeous. Very fun. All right. So the uh, pollinator sale at, at Butterfly Wonderland. Today until 5? And Indian Bend, mm-hmm. generally speaking, that area. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sunday, 9 to noon. Go get, your, go get your flowers to get planted this winter. One of the things we're talking about real quick is uh, do-it-yourself projects. And people ask me a lot this week, is a Backyard Ramada patio cover a do-it-yourself project? It, it is, but just know this. Every city is going to have different regulations on whether you need a permit for that. And it depends on what you're doing. Uh, there's going to be regulations on how close you can put it to the backyard property line, the side yard property line, how far it needs to be separated from your house, how big it can be. If you decide to run electric or water to it, it absolutely needs a permit. And I can tell you that, um, you know, when we moved here in 66, 67, there wasn't one mosquito exterminating specialist in the county. And now we're putting up screened backyard patios for people. So if you're contemplating building that backyard Ramada, consider permitting it, running electric, screening it in, drop in a big screen TV, a misting system, go ahead and run out some electric heaters out there, and it will be that outside room that you can perfectly enjoy because you're in Arizona. Arizona.